You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. And then, and then I started, because when I left Christchurch, I was one of the top instructors in the club. And then when I came to Auckland, I, I went from top instructor in Christchurch to nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, a, it was um, back then it was Mike McSweeney and Donald Court and Ruth Tainer and Ruth Pirahi and Steve Renata and all, all that group were, mm-hmm. you know, they were, the, they were the kingpins of, of Les Mills and, that, and that's what Les Mills International was was eventually based on, right? Yeah. Those, those you know, the kings of, of the industry, the founders of mm-hmm. LMI and Pump and all those programs. So I came in as a nobody, a virtual nobody, and I was like, you know, I said, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I sort of left, because I was a personal trainer, and I left all my clients behind, and all my classes, and all, all, all the, you know, the safety that, I, that I'd built up. But I, but I can't, but I went to Auckland with the, with the, um, the notion to do what I'm doing now. I had, I had no idea that, I had no idea how it was going to happen, and, but I, I just had this goal <clears throat> to go to, to Auckland, to become, become a top instructor at the club with all those guys, and then somehow to, to get a choreography job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but not, if, you know, if you know why, the how and the what comes first, you know? And, and you've got to have a, a strong why. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello, welcome. New episode of the Rick Long Podcast with Glenn Ostergaard on it. Glenn is a program director for Les Mills International for Body Pump, Broad PM and Sprint. Long, long, long time in the game. Um, and my favourite part of this podcast is probably the second half of it where Glenn and I just stop towing the party line and, you know, talking corporate about, you know, Les Mills and all the programmes and just kind of start talking about training. Um, and experiences and shit like that it was really, really good towards the end. I certainly really enjoyed it. Um, personally speaking, you know, Glenn has been the program director of Body Pump, which is my program since um, I started teaching Body Pump, which is 2010, 2011. Um, so I have seen Glenn do, you know, great things with Body Pump specifically. I know he's had a hand in creating grit and grit strength, and he obviously helped conceptualize Sprint, and he's developed RPM to wherever RPM is now. I, I don't do RPM, so I can't really comment too much about that. I suppose on that note, I may as well apologize now in advance if you're an RPM instructor, participant, or Sprint instructor, participant, listen to this, thinking you're going to get a lot of insights in the RPM and Sprint. Um, there, there are some, but this this is very much uh, Glenn and I talking about strength training, nutrition, and a little bit of body pump, and uh, the odd mention of RPM and Sprint. So like, I just need to be very, very honest with that from the start. Uh, right, you are going to hear the podcast. Then at the end, remember our new feature for all podcasts, we are doing listeners' questions. And we will also be doing uh, gym reviews where I go on to TripAdvisor, find a couple of gyms. If you want me to review a gym on the podcast, I will do that. So I've got three absolute belt of reviews straight from TripAdvisor, which I'm going to share with you on this podcast. Uh, our three sponsors, first and foremost, 
Podium for Sport, Northern Ireland Sports Retailer of the Year. Just hooked me up with a whole load of new gear, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, I have a big event coming up at the end of September. Uh, I'm going to be doing a half Ironman, which um, will finish my season of triathlon training. Um, and so big shout out to Podium for Sport. So anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about Podium for Sport. Who are Northern Ireland Sports Retailers of the Year? May I've said that already. If you want kit for your kids going back to school, if you want specialised kit for you, whether it's cycling, whether it's uh, equipment for your home gym, your commercial gym, if you're just looking at a new pair of running trainers and you want to get an Alice, go to Podium for Sport. Lisa, Craig, Tanya, absolutely, the other staff are there, are absolutely outstanding and they will sort you right out. Bodycore Training continue to develop the fitness industry within Scotland and beyond. They do online training for level two, level three and other courses. And if you mention the Ricky Long podcast, you will get 150% discount, which means if you book a course, they will actually give you money. That bit might be a lie, but if you do mention the Ricky Long podcast, you will get certain amount of discount depending on the course and whatever deals they have going on now for example just let me give you an example you might get like 10 percent discount for a level two you might get five percent discount for a level three it depends on them if you don't mention the ricky long podcast you won't get discount if you do you might get discount so you may as well mention a podcast why would you want to do a level two or a level three well it will help your development of your career because it will allow you to work with other people in a fitness and health way if you're a group fitness instructor and you don't have a level three personal trainer certificate you're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table where you could work with people on a one-to-one basis so definitely go and check that out these sorts of courses used to cost like mine cost about seven grand back in the day the costs have come right down the time has come right down because the education is so much greater now um especially with body core training so do check them out lastly i do an online pt business course that means if you want to learn how to do online pt i will teach you i will mentor you and take you through my system and what i've done since 2016 2017 28 day course promises you on day 29 you will have your first five clients paying you a monthly fee right i'm going to hand over to the podcast with glenn by the way Glenn's daughter, Ella, comes into the podcast on three occasions. She is cute, she is beautiful, and you will love it. Lastly, Glenn's in New Zealand, I'm in Scotland. There's a bit of a delay with the old Zoom. It, it is what it is. Sometimes I talk over him, sometimes he talks over me. We're not being rude, it's just it's just the internet. Um, so yeah, that happened. You're going to love it. My name's Ricky Long, his name's Glenn. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Hey, how are you? How are you, you right? Yeah, I'm really good, really good. Thank you so much for being able to do this. Nice, no, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, good, um, good. It's a long day, but that's all right. We must have just got up. Yeah, just up. It is, well, normally be up about this time anyway. I'm just not normally talking to people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> Yeah, 6 a.m. here. Um, what about yourself? How's your day been? Um, I started off talking to um, the RPM team this morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, so? I had Bryony and, um, and Lee. Oh, yeah, good. So that, that, was, that was at 7 a.m. this morning. And so, yeah, so just like we did with the pump one the other day, same sort of thing yeah. with RPM. Yeah. 
What about to you? What was part, what part of the UK are you in? So I'm from Belfast, which is Northern Ireland. Um, yep. So I actually live in the same part of the world as Jenny, Corey Bird's wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I, I live and stay in Scotland. Yeah, so you're in Scotland now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right, we'll hit, we'll hit the start button. Come on, come on. And we'll get going. Welcoming to the podcast today is Programme Director for Body Pump, RPM Sprints, and Les Mills International Director, Glenn Ostergaard. How are hey you, guys? Hello. Mate, so happy to have you on. I understand it's been a really, really long day for you. It's five o'clock in New Zealand. It is not five o'clock p.m. in Scotland and the UK. Um, so, yeah, how are you? How's your day been? Yeah, I was busy today. I started off with, um, I, obviously, I got up early, so I, I normally train first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I trained this morning, and then I um, chatted to the, the RPM team. Um, Bryony and um, and Lee, and that was cool. And then I, and I've been at, at the office most of the day because we've, we've been trialing um, new programs at work and, and in the office. And filming's next week, so we're sort of rolling into that filming cycle. Mm-hmm. So I've been meeting with the, the pump, the pump team, getting ready to um, film uh, one fifteen. I suppose I can't, can't even remember. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week, yeah. It's a busy day. It's the start of filming week. It's always busy. That's when, you know, yeah. You know, that's when, um, yeah. I put out on social media, you know, just, you know, let people know I was talking to you today and I said some questions and there were so many questions come in about filming. And what's interesting with the sentence you've just said is, I think I'm doing 115, not even sure. And that's exactly what instructors say because you could be doing a remix and then all of a sudden you've got to learn the, the latest release or the next release while teaching something else. Um, I've but, got three on the go. Yeah, I was about to say that. You've got your three programs. I've got I know, three three pump releases. I've got to do one fifteen next week, and um, we we chose the music today for one sixteen, <laughs> and I got Les Mills live streams of one the United release. So I've got <laughs> yeah. three pump releases that I I'm sort of I can't I can't even remember which is which. So. <laughs> for the audio listeners out there the face that glenn just made trying to work out which releases he was talking about it was that proper mathematics face which every man fears <laughs> <laughs> um, i always uh again thank you so much for coming on to this i always start off these with i just ask like who who is glenn um so how would you do, describe yourself um i suppose you know, I mean, at heart, I'm just a country boy. I was brought up on a farm um, in, in the south. New Zealand's two islands, right? The North Island mm-hmm. and the South Island. South Island's probably very much like Scotland. You know, it's sort of um, mountains and fjords and, and lakes and rivers and not many people. And so I was brought up in, in a small town um, in the northern part of the South Island. And so I was in, on a farm. So yeah, I just came from a farming background, and I did university and all those things, and and just, just you know just decided to um, become an instructor and to, to, to go into the fitness industry because I'd seen my dad, my dad doing training and exercising, you know, when I was a kid, and I sort of got drawn into into the fitness industry, and 
Yeah, so I'm this regular person, you know, um, nothing special really, no, no special backgrounds, just sort of fell into it. Like a lot of us, you know, we fall into, into this industry and, and I was fortunate enough to be at the right place at the right time to, um, to you know, to try to leave this position I have now and yeah, and the rest, the rest is history really, but, but yeah, just, I, I'm this, you know, from humble beginnings and from a mum and dad that worked, you know, hard on a farm for 40 years and, and you know, it's just, that's me, you know, that's what I'd say I am, you know. Yeah. You said there, you know, that, you know, that the rest is history um, and you said on a webinar last week, which, you know, I, I thought was brilliant that you have been working for Les Mills and teaching classes for 30 years. Yeah, almost and, 30 years. Yeah. 28, 28 years this year. Wow. And what, what pops up on social media about once a year is the video of you doing body attack. You're probably tagged yeah. in it every, every single year. And that surprises a lot of people because people just associate you with now, probably with pump, RPM, sprint. Um, so yeah, we're well, you know, talk about your history, you know, with Les Mills, did you, did you start a body attack instructor? Um, well, I mean, I mean, I was always interested. Oh, he's at, hello. Hello to Ricky. Hello, how are you? This is my youngest, this is Ella. Hey, Ella. Oh. She's the boss. Scared of my accent. Like her. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the boss of the family. <laughs> they always are. She's a child, you know. Mm. Um, so, oh yeah, so, so yeah, I've always been interested in fitness, right? And um, I joined the gym when I was at, because I, I went to university in Christchurch, which is um, the, the, major, the main city in the South Island, and that's quite away from where I was brought up. So, and then I, I joined a, um, a bodybuilding gym there for a while, and I was like, I was doing bodybuilding training, and then I decided to, to go and join Les Mills. So I thought, oh, yeah, this, it, it was the gym to be at, so I, I joined Les Mills. Now, you've been alone, Dave. No, 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 you can't do that. Ella's trying to take the laptop. She wants daddy's attention. Yeah, you're going to scare with me. Yeah, you scare us. <laughs> you, do you have children? No, we don't. So Lindsay has uh, a child who is 18. So you're like, Lin Lindsay's completed parenthood. 18, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Lind Lindsay's ticked that box. Uh, I don't have to. Um, I, don't, I don't have to ha have the responsibility. So that's good. <laughs> Here you go. He's on. It's all gone. I'm just gonna um, sort this out. That's all right. No, take your time, mate. Sorry, mate. Ah, don't worry. Don't worry. She's super cute, by the way. How old is she? Yeah, she is. She's, she's a bit of a handful, to be honest. <laughs> um, she's, she's like I said, she's the boss. Mm. Oh, always as well. I heard you. I heard you talking to Sarah there as well. How's she been? Um, no, she's good. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, with all the lockdowns and and the, and the kids, and yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's been hard, hard work with three small children, and especially in lockdown. I'm sure. I'm trying, trying to entertain them, and you know, yeah. and, and and we've got two at school though, which is kind of cool. So. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging, but yeah, but we're it's all part of life, you know. That's it. Kids That's it. I, um, you were saying there just before Ella came in to uh, observe um, about um, how you started in Les Mills and you know body attack may have been your first program. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I can sort of like a tell you the story. I mean, I joined Les Mills and I decided that I wanted to be an instructor. 
um, just because you know, I always thought, thought I could be an instructor. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any, any gauge on what, what being an instructor meant. I just saw them on stage and I thought, oh, I can do that. So I did a, um, I signed up for a, a Les Mills course. Back then there was no module training. It was just in-house training, in-house course. So I, I did an in-house um, training course to become an instructor um, at the club in, in Christchurch there. And then I, so I did that, it was like six to eight weeks and I came out of the back of that and I was like, all right, cool, here we go, I'm gonna be an instructor now. And I remember, um, I, I don't know if you um, know Maureen Baker. Maureen, oh yes, training. we all, yeah. yeah, we all know Maureen Baker in the UK, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Maureen was the, um, her and her husband owned the club in, in, in Christchurch where I was the, a member. Oh, and then I, so her and her husband owned the club and I was like pretty confident that I'd become an instructor. And then I, I remember um, doing an, an audition for her, for, um, okay, it was body attack, so we learned with body attack, you see. And she basically told me that I was rubbish and that um, Sounds no like way boring. <laughs> I was rubbish. There was no way on earth, and, and you know, and she said it in a, in a way that was that's a nice way of putting what she said to me. And she said I was rubbish, and I'd never ever become an instructor, um, not in her gym anyway. And oh, I was like, and I was like, oh shit, well, I was dumbfounded because I, I expected to be like, oh, I'll do the course and become an instructor, and you know, da da da. But I suppose what they did is it um, clicked something in my head. Mm-hmm. For, um, for me to just to push a little harder and to try a little harder. Sometimes when, when things are given to you too easily, you don't you take it for granted and you, you don't really appreciate the opportunity. So I tried, so I worked really hard. I trained really hard and I was really determined. And eventually, you know, um, after about a year, I mean, I started teaching some other programs for her because she needed some instructors. But after about 10 months, after I finished the training, I finally got myself a body attack class. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started from there, you know, and I worked my way up and I, I set my goals to be the top instructor in the club. Mm-hmm. And I sort of eventually I, I took that box off and I, I got the prime time classes and built some numbers and big numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and that was, you know, back when Body Attack was only, we learned on Body Attack 4. <clears throat> that was Body Attack 4. That's a, so that's a long, I don't even know what Lisa's up to now. Um, so that was Body yeah. Attack and I remember the very first track I had to learn, and it took me days and days to, to uh, learn just one track, right? Choreography and music. It was um, um, Mr. Vane. It, it was a body attack. Probably <laughs> Mr. Vane. And then he did like V steps with his punching arms and things. Um, so that was body attack four. And then I just started from there. <clears throat> you know, and I, um, I spent five years in, <clears throat> excuse me, five years in Christchurch. Um, and then I decided that I, I wanted to um, expand my horizons and, and I left Christchurch and I moved to Auckland, um, which was a big move for me back then. And then, and then I started, because when I left Christchurch, I was one of the top instructors in the club. And then when I came to Auckland, I, I went from top instructor in Christchurch to nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, a, it was um, Back then it was Mike McSweeney and Donna McCourt and Ruth Tainer and Ruth Pudahy and Steve Renata and all that group were, mm-hmm. you know, they were the, they were the kingpins of, of Les Mills and, that, and that's what Les Mills International was, was eventually based on, right? Yeah. Those, um, those you know, the kings of, of the industry, the founders of, of mm-hmm. LMI and Pump and all those programs. So I came in as a, nobody, a virtual nobody and I was like, you know, I said, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
you know, and I sort of left, because I was a personal trainer and I left all my clients behind and all my classes and all, all, all the, you know, the safety that I that I'd built up. But I, but I can't, but I went to Auckland with the with the um, the motion to do what I'm doing now. And I, had, I had no idea that I had no idea how it was going to happen, and but I, I just had this goal <clears throat> to go to, to Auckland to become a, become a top instructor at the club with all those guys, and then somehow to to get a choreography job, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that's, then that's how it is. I mean, I did my time, and then eventually I got the opportunity. Um, to audition for the RPM role, which was the first role that I had, and then um, Jackie and Philip gave me that role, and then they, a few years later, Mike was um, had decided to leave the position as program director for Pump, which was a huge hole because he was he was just like, I mean, he's still a, he's still an icon of mine. I mean, I would if there's anyone in the industry that I looked up to, and that was Mike McSweeney um, for who he was and what he created and what his ethos was. You know, Mike was the man. And so, you know, this little, little boy from Machuaca coming to Auckland and trying to take his job and trying to, you know, audition for his job. Okay. So long story short, um, Jack and Philip decided that, you know, that I was the person to to take the baton on for Mike after he left and take pump. And so I, I was already working on RPM. Uh-huh. And then, but the big job was pump, right? Because it was the big program. And, you know, I mean, yeah, there were other people who were in the mix and I sort of had to, Produce a class, and they had a class, and uh, it was all quite convoluted in how it was mm-hmm. worked out. But, so I got I got that job, and then that was you know. Uh, there's loads. Years ago. There's loads in there. I want the the ask questions on. I know we've got um, questions from instructors later on, which will tap into a lot of that. Um, the question I'm going to ask you next is the same question I asked you at the end of the webinar. Um, it's what's the question you're asked most when you do things like this or you're, you know, traveling with Les Mills, you know, back in those days when we could travel. No, <laughs> you know, what, what is the one question you're asked the most? Um, well, obviously, like, currently where the program is and, and mm-hmm. where, it's, where the programs are and evolving. But a lot of time I get asked what I've just explained to you about how, how I started off. Yeah. You know, I mean, I started off just like any any other instructor that starts off. Um, but I just knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And like, quite often people will come up to me, you know, you know so how, how, am I, how can I get a class or how can I do this? And a lot of the time it's, you know, you just got to decide what it is you want to do and do what it takes to get it and then not be put off by anyone, you know. And that's, and that's the secret to success in any sort of um, industry, really. Yeah. You set your goal, you write it down, you look at it every day. And you do the things that that's required to get good at whatever it is you're trying to do, and to be, and to achieve that goal. And that, and that's what I did for you know for teaching, for, mm-hmm. for getting position like I have now. And you know, I'm very fortunate, that's for sure. And I, I never ever take it for granted. But you just got to set your goal high and just go for it, basically. Uh, um, you know, just back on that point about you know like where the program is going. So I'm I'm reasonably experienced in body pump. I've been doing body pump since body pump seventy five, um. So not not as long as some, and certainly longer than others. And I've obviously seen the program go. Um, uh, you know, I always describe it. The podcast listeners will know this. Like from like seventy to eighty for me was sorry from yeah seventy to eighty it was all about slow reps and we lifted really heavy. Then 80 to 90, you went through a real, real plyometric phase where it was just all jumping lunges and squats. Then 90, you found a lot of pulses. And then from 100 on, 
you find even more pulses and shorter, shorter transitions. Um, so that's yeah. kind of how I've seen and, and what I've observed. Um, and then I know this question's come in. I know you get asked this a lot. Like, what what, what is coming next for you? Um, like I said, in, when we spoke on Saturday, I mean, I suppose the fitness industry moves through trends and, mm -hmm. and I'm really aware of what's good. Well, I try to be aware of what's going on in the industry and, um, and, then, I, and then whatever's cool that comes in I'll, I'll add into the program you know in terms of resistance training wise um and whatever sort of feels right and, and it suits the program mm -hmm. um i think now what, what i'm sort of interested in is more sort of functional training or body weight training and I add little bits of that sort of integrated sort of movement patterns into into pump just to to make things a little more intense you know mm -hmm. i mean just just to sort of you know, to, to make it to give pump more of a training feel, I think that's where we've sort of moved over the last few years. Not only have we changed the music to, to fit the, you know, the, the way that the music has, has moved and what people mm -hmm. want to hear and listen to, but to give pump um, a more, more of, a, of a training type feel. I mean, do you understand what I mean by a training feel? Uh, no, yeah, no, I do. But if you yeah. want to flash that out a little bit for listeners, that's fine. Not, not like grit. I mean, grit's, you know, that grit's grit, but. Okay. To give it that more sort of, you know, we're here to train today, but without losing any of the musicality or um, the stuff that actually makes the program what it is. So it's just that it's trying to find that balance between those two things. Yeah. I, I know from observing you for a long time, and, you know, you, you stay consistent and you say this, that, you know, the music comes first. Um, like, what, what is the music influence? How does it come about? You know, so you said at the start of this, you're currently, you've just selected the music for 116. So talk us through the selection process for a typical release. So, so the way that the music's really important um, for my three, or for my two, mainly for RPM and Pump. Not, mm -hmm. not, as, not as important for Sprint because the way we, we um, put the workout together. Um, but for, for Pump, I mean, I, so at the moment what I, what I do is I'm always looking for new music. So I have, I'm always listening on my phone. I have you know, Spotify playlists for Africa. So if, if I'm ever training in the, in the gym, I always have Spotify um, playing. And, and with new music that comes out every week, um, I'm always looking on iTunes and buying the latest, whatever the latest stuff. And I, and I know what to buy because I've been doing it for so long. So every week I'll collect, you know, 10 or 20 new songs that I've found online. Um, from Spotify or from iTunes, and then it, then I then it gets bolstered by other people that you know, there's a whole lot of DJs that work with us, and they send me a whole lot of tracks as well. So every month I'll get a big Spotify list from those guys, and so I'll sort of just collect a big bundle of sounds and songs. I don't listen to it right then and there, and then when it comes time to sit down with my songs, so I've collected for about two to three months. I have three or four hundred songs to sort of think about. Mm -hmm. And then I'll sit down in, in the space of about a week. I'll just sort of go through stuff and put it into playlists. This is Pump, this is RPM, this is Sprint. You know? mm -hmm. And then I'll have like, you know, 100 songs in each of those playlists. And then I'll, and then I'll dive down a bit deeper into the playlist. And then I'll start thinking, well, this is a warm up, this is a squat, this could be a chest, this could be a back. And then I'll, I'll sort of put sort of 20 or 30 songs. So it goes from 500. And then I'll, put you know, 50 or 60 to 100 in each of the different um, classes. And then I'll dial, dial down into each list 
and come up with say 20 or 30 songs that could potentially be a pump list. And then I'll listen to them over here uh, and I'll get a good feel of how they're gonna sound and what they could be, what, what I could do to them. And then I'll sit on it for a bit and then um, I'll do the same with RPM and I'll find sort of 10 songs that can work. And then I, then I sit in with Diana and Jackie Mills and we go through the songs and I, and I get their input. Okay, what do you think about this one? This is what I did this morning. And so what do you think about this warm-up? And she'll go, yes, no, yes, no. And we'll, and we'll find a warm-up and then a squat. And then we'll put, sort of put the playlist together for the 10 songs for, for Pump. And then that's it. And then the, we, we put it out to the music department and they try and license it for us. So yeah, it's, a, it's the process that, I, that I've sort of used and it seems to work. But what's different now to what, how it was before is that I used to get, choose all the music, find it all, and that was my, you know. But now I've found that it's actually better to have a team of people throwing me all these different sounds. And then I can really get a, a broad base of sounds that we can use in pump, fishy pump. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then, and then it's just that sort of process of just condensing it down to, to the 10 songs that would be on the A-list. And then as long as Jackie and Diana like it, um, so you know, Jackie knows what to listen for, and Diana has that sort of young, young ear, which is what we um, want to have in the program as well. And we just boom, ten songs, and then away we go. So that, that's the longest part, to be honest. Is fine, is getting the songs from five hundred down to the ten songs, mm. you know, and that takes quite a while and a lot of listening and a lot of feeling the music. And then the choreography process and the trialing process is really quite, really quite quick. Mm-hmm. The long, the, yeah, the, the involvement is finding the music. And yeah, just getting it done. So, say, so when you're in the the choreography stage, do you get to a point where, like, you're you're obviously writing stuff down, you're trying stuff on your own in your home gym or you know in front of the mirror or whatever, and then you go and teach it for the first time, like in front of a live class, and do they do they know this is you trialing new stuff? Um, <clears throat> some of them do. Uh huh. I don't say. I don't make a big deal about it. I don't go, oh, right, here I come. I've got the new release. <laughs> These guys can love it. I sort of just, that's not my style. I just sort of turn up and I'll teach it and then, you know, and see how it feels and how it sounds and how the workout feels. And and, and, and that takes a few classes of just to sort of, to, um, to sort of, you know, shine, polish it up and get it to a point where I can show um, Diana and Jackie. So he's, um, yeah, that's, that's the fun bit though, you see, like, yeah. 10 songs and the choro, choro's fast, doesn't it? See, that doesn't take long, boom, boom, yeah. boom, some ideas and do off you go. Mm-hmm. And then you trial it for a few weeks and then, and then you get the guys in to have a listen and you make some changes and then boom, you have a class. Mm. See, that could take sort of four to six weeks after songs have been chosen. You touched on this at the uh, at the start. Um, and does that concept change for sprint? Does the workout almost come first in sprint, and then you um, complement it? Yeah, it's it's different because I mean RPM and pump is all based on feel. Yeah. When the song goes, especially RPM, that's probably even more so than, than pump. You know, you got to get the flow right between the tracks and how it feels. Um, but for sprint, yeah, it's a it's a bit more. Um, yeah, you got to think a bit more about it. You know, I'll, I'll find a way that works and I'll do a couple of releases like that. Then I think, well, we can't do that again. So I'll find another way of doing it. And, and I've still got sort of boundaries that I have to work with them in terms of, you know, what, what we can do on a bike. But yeah, so the creativity comes with sort of finding music that suits whatever it is we want to do and then putting it together in a creative way 
as while still adhering to the, the high intensity hit training, which is, which is what it's meant to be. So it's less about feel, even though some of the songs still have a good feel to it, it's less about the feel of the music as, as, yeah. as opposed to what it is that we're trying to achieve in each, each track, in each block. I have to ask, is there ever a move um, like in body pump, you know, perhaps RPM, sprint, you know, even perhaps grit, because I know you have the influencer. Is there ever like an exercise, a move that you want to put in, which like in my head, I'm thinking Bryce always says no. So I'm, I remember when, I want to say it was about body pump, 76, 77, when the power press first came out. And it was yeah. like, you know, that was so brand new at the time. So I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you're thinking, I want to I wanna get in? And it's just, it's a no for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of, like, it, that always happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't think of any particular move um, that I've used recently. There must be heaps. But your price always you know, comes in from the um, safety point of view. And, yeah. and, and he, he always grounds it back down to who it is we, that we're teaching to, what it is that we're trying to, because sometimes I'll, I'll you know, I'll go, oh, I'm into this. Let's go take pump over here. I, well, I'm into CrossFit. Let's go do all these, you know, like, and then it's just sort of taking bits out of those those ideas and then putting it into a, a way that, that is still body pump. And, th and that, that's um, sometimes my challenge is I want to do this, but it, that moves, it's too hard or too complicated or the range is too big. Or, mm. Sometimes he, we might start with an idea and then he'll, he'll pull us back a little bit. Then we end up with, Another idea. So we, we still get the essence of whatever it is I was trying to um, trying to create, but it's more. But it's we give it a group fitness feel or a pump feel, you know. Absolutely. You're listening to the Ricky Long podcast. Bonjour, welcome to the mid podcast interval. This is a chance for you to just chill out. You can even hit pause on the podcast. Go get yourself a cup of tea, a coffee, a beer, a sangria, a cocktail. You could even just go and have a shower. Just take all this information, write it down on a whiteboard and then come back. And by the way, the second half of the podcast, which you're about to hear next, is absolutely fantastic. Um, Glenn and I just kind of chat training and forget about podcast land and it was my favourite bit. Now, speaking of podcast land, this is a podcast and this is a mid-session interval. It's also an advert because I need to tell you about my GFI to business online PT course. If you're a group fitness instructor right now, what's happening in the fitness industry globally, especially in the UK and especially in Scotland, is group fitness instructors are getting offered less and less classes, which ultimately, I don't need to like bullshit you on this, ultimately means you're getting less and less income. What I have devised is a 28 day, that's four weeks, four weeks, because 28 divided by seven is four weeks, program that you can leverage your group fitness business, i.e. the audience that comes to your group fitness classes that you're connected with on social media already, to start doing online PT with them. Now, if you're listening to this and you've seen things on social before about me doing this, um, you're probably thinking, oh, well, why should I start with Ricky? There's loads of people offering courses like this. And I'm like, listen, I hear you. I'm not promising you ballet. I'm not promising you a six-figure business. I'm promising you how to get your first five clients from your existing audience as it is. Um, and the way, by the way, the way you would do that is you would work out a way to send them a program. That can be a Microsoft Word document, that can be an Excel sheet, you can even use apps like PT Hub, that sort of thing. You would create nutrition accountability, 
How you do that is generally you would use MyFitnessPal, you would befriend them on MyFitnessPal and you would screenshots uh, via WhatsApp or Facebook group messenger. And thirdly, you create accountability around mindset. So you wanna connect with your client on a weekly basis just to discuss how the last week went and how we can make the next week better. That can be done through a number of ways. My favorite way to do that is a simple WhatsApp message. I send them some key position questions. They send me the reply and then because I know what the questions are and because I know that person, um, based on their answers, I'm able to pick up any red flags and that allows me to tailor their next week and uh, would also allow a phone call should it be needed. So they're the three things that you know will help you get started right here and now to do online PT where you can control your workload. In theory, if you're doing online PT, the only time you need to make an appointment with your life with your diary is when you book in a phone call with your client because you can do the check-ins anytime you want you can design the programs anytime you want and you can reply to messages pretty much anytime you want within a 24 48 hour period just depend on what way you run your business so you can effectively have 30 to 40 clients per month and you would book them all in for like one 30 minute call per month well that would be 30 to 40 hours per month in fact, it would be less, it would be about 20 hours per month. And they would be the only hours you would need to work. Meanwhile, those 30 to 40 clients are probably paying you for their results, for your services, somewhere in the region of 100 pounds per month. That is real, that is what I do, that is what many of my clients do, and that is what I would love to share with you. Now, the simple thing for you to do right now is to send me a message, ask me any questions about the online PT business course. There's details in the show notes or you can just email me at ricky at rickylong.com. Um, but I'm going to stop chatting. I'm going to hand you back to Glenn. Like I said, second half of the podcast is absolutely outstanding. If you don't have a pen and a piece of paper in front of you, go and get one. Just, just go and get one right now. You won't regret it. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Um, yeah, kind of. Tony, you touched on CrossFit there, what you're into, you know, what training do you do yourself? I know recently, again, from watching your social, you've been into endurance, you've been doing a lot of like running, long distance running and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, tell us about your own training. Um, I sort of just, I mean, I've done lots of things. I've done, I was thinking about it the other day, how many different ways of training I've done over the last 30 years. And it's, I've done everything, you know, everything that's come out, I've sort of got involved with. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't do CrossFit anymore. I mean, I was really into Olympic lifting and I was into powerlifting there for a while. I was doing all that. Um, that was really interesting. I don't know if you, you know much about powerlifting, but I was, I followed the, um, the Westside Barbell Protocols. Okay. You know, there's Louis Simmons and all, all those um, big, you know, big powerlifters and they, they hold all the world records for bench and deadlift and squat. Okay. And so I got really got into that and I did a course on, on the Westside Methods and, you know, I got stuck into box squatting and with bands and chains and, and, and I got I got super strong, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was, it was really amazing that, 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 that his system, the conjugate system that he uses. Um, really, oh, really yes. Yeah, Louis Simmons, man, he's the man. So if you yeah. want to, anyone who wants to get into powerlifting, just go Louis Simmons conjugate system and then just get, if you want to get strong, just follow what he does in the, yeah. you know, six months and you just be like deadlifting huge amounts and squatting and benching because he has a real system around building strength mm-hmm. and then i went out of that into crossfit because crossfit was cool because crossfit for me was a way of, of using the 
my fitness passion to compete. I mean, I was always a sportsman when I was a kid, and I never, but you know, as you get older and, you, and when you focus on the fitness industry, you never have a chance to really compete in anything. Mm-hmm. So, but CrossFit allowed me to compete in fitness whilst I was doing fitness. You see, so that was, so I did CrossFit for quite a few years and um, I did like the Open, you know, you know, I qualified for the Opens and did all those um, Open events and stuff. That was cool. I, got, I, I really loved doing that. It was, it was really enjoyable. But see, all, all along, I was learning. So I learned from the conjugate system about benching and deadlifting and squatting. And, and then that's where, say, the wide squat came from, you know, or the floor press and pump comes from. You know, all those, I learned all that stuff from, from there. And then in, um, when I was into CrossFit, I learned all about Olympic lifting and cleans and snatches and, and, and then the functional, you know, functional movements with plates and bars and then I'll drop I drop some of that into pump. So all along I've been learning from all these different um, ways of training. So, so now um, I'm into I mean I've started I started running. I, I stopped running years ago because I thought that my, I had a bit of a dicky knee and I couldn't run anymore. Then I just decided to go for a run one day and I was like, oh I can, I can run now. Off I went so I started running again, you know? So yeah. and I really enjoy that. But the thing I'm into now as well as a bit of running, is um, body weight training. Mm-hmm. Primal movements, primal patterns, um, you know, functional training, just with body weight. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's, so, so there's a few things that we're doing. It. So we're creating, um, and we said this at Global Summit, we're creating a new program called Lesmos Primal. And it's at the early stages, and we'll see how it's going to go. And it's all, mm-hmm. you know, bear crawls and gorillas, and, you know, mm-hmm. all that sort of primal patterns and then just all the movements that you know that you do um, on the floor and in the gym and stuff so that's kind of fun so I'm, I'm really into that and then um, calisthenics so I'm looking at calisthenics as, a, as just something for me to play around with and that's huge right now so I think bodyweight training is, is a big trend huge in the fitness industry I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure what you guys if you read much about it so that's all that primal movements animal flow zoom training and then on the other side, I'll say a bit more gymnastic-y type movements, like the calisthenics type movements mm-hmm. and um, street workouts and stuff. So those, those two things are really huge. And I'm sort of into that at the moment. And that's cool. It's fun. Totally agree with you on the last point about, you know, calisthenics and bodyweight training being really, you know, trendy in the fitness industry. Obviously, mm-hmm. some of that's to do generally with people are having to train at home. So yep. <laughs> they've been forced to do that. But I think the second part of it, I think, my observations in the fitness industry over the last year, two years, that health is as much part of it as aesthetics and, you know, functional gain and stuff like primal movement and calisthenics really keeps people healthy from, you know, joint health to yeah. just generally getting their body moving better. Um, yeah. And like, it would be really, really, my, my listeners would absolutely kidding me if I did not ask more on Les Mills Primal because you just kind of dropped that in as if as if we all know about it and there'll be loads of people who'll be like Les Mills Primal tell us more about that so you know what can you tell that won't get you in trouble um <clears throat> well it's, it's really in the infancy uh-huh. basically I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure how it's gonna how, how, how it's actually gonna progress so what we do sometimes is at the club for the Auckland club and the New Zealand clubs we create um, a summer series of workouts 
So just special workouts that the club can do uh, off time slots and they can just trial stuff in the club just to create variety. And that was Les Mills Jr.'s um, idea. We had a big talk about it last year and, and three, three, three things that came out of it was a strength-based workout. So, so not pump, but more, you know, like training in the gym is strength-based. Mm-hmm. Um, a steady state type cardio workouts, not interval training, not hip training, but more steady state, which is another thing that's happening in the, in the fitness industry. And then primal, you know. So those are the sort of three sort of trends that have, um, that have sort of come up from what we've been talking about. And out of those three, we'll create some trial programs and they'll, we'll go to the club and then they'll try it at the club and then they may or may not become a program later on down the track. Like, bar, that's where bar came from. Bar was one of the summer series workouts. All right. There was, there was a couple of other ones. I can't remember what they were. But bar, that's where bar sort of originated from. Um, and it may, it may happen. Um, we, we had a trial today with some people at, at work at, at the, um, the office. And there'll be a lot of, you know, because it's, there'll be a lot of toing and froing and, you know, to, chewing the fat over, you know, how it's going to look and feel and mm-hmm. sound like. But, you know, ho- well, hopefully, I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's really fun. Mm. Um, what I like about bodyweight training is that it's less stress on the joints, and especially as we get, I'm getting older. And I can't keep hammering the squat rack every day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I like the fact that, like you just said, it's, you can do it at home, you can do it with no equipment, and you can um, get a great workout, and you, and you can still develop good relative strength uh-huh. using those particular movements, and, and then increase your functionality and mobility. Mm. Awesome. But I can't answer that question because I don't know myself how it's going to go. You know, mm-hmm. a year from now, we might be sitting here and talking about, well, that primal program is good, or do you want to have to do that primal program? You know, <laughs> as you said, there's probably loads of programs like that, which you did for, you know, experimented with and have yeah, never, nice. never made it out of the lab. Um, yeah, we'll move on to a really, really controversial subject. Um, again, you, you dropped this in last week um, nutrition. Uh, you know, what's your, what's your nutrition strategy? And I say controversial because, you know, you did uh, mention that you, you practice vegan and, yeah. you know, everybody always has an opinion on, on vegan. So it's always controversial. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your general nutrition strategy? Um, like training. Like, I mean, I like to try different things. You know, I try, I do CrossFit. You know, in the um, conjugate system, you know, and then I'll do this and do that. And I suppose it's the same with diet. And there's no, there's no one right way to train, and there's no one right, right just from what I've figured out, there's no right, not one right way to train for something, or not one right way to eat. You know, mm-hmm. when I first started in this industry, I was a bodybuilder. So I used to eat like a bodybuilder, you know, no carbs at night, you know, no carbs up at 12 o'clock, you know, <laughs> and then you'd be like, you'd sort of feel, you know, you'd wake up in the morning, you'd be so hungry. But, you know, and that worked too, because you restricted your um, carbohydrate intake, you did heavy weight training for, for muscle mass and high protein intake. So that worked. And then you know, I've tried the keto keto diet, the pollicken meat and nut. I did that for quite a while. So we just had meat and nuts in the morning. And so that's another way of reducing the carbohydrates yeah. in the front of the day. And, and that works too. I, you know, that works for me. And Jesus, that's an old one. I haven't heard that in conversation in a long nuts. time. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. I mean, he, he was that guy was a genius, Charles Pollicken. 100%. He's Mm-hmm. His training protocols and what I liked about Charles Polkin is that he he put weight training in a structured format that you could follow. 
Him, George Poliquin books and Arthur Jones books were my first few. That's probably my, you know, other than talking to people at the gym when I was about 14, 15, they were my first official mentors reading the yeah. Poliquin book and the, the Arthur Jones um, who created the Nautilus Machines and uh, Casey Vader, who was one of the first men to, 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 beat, to beat Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so yeah, Charles Poliquin stuff. I mean, it, it's still, oh, I say it's current. Some of it might be controversial now, um, especially with some of the stuff he did in later life, but Charles Poliquin stuff, love reading that. He, he, I, mean, I mean, he passed away a few years ago, but I mean, he, was, he was awesome, man. Because Corey, Corey was into it, Corey Beard. And he um, gave me some, two, two main training manuals that I, that I studied religiously for a couple of years. And well, like I said before, what I liked about what he did is that he just put resistance training and he just gave you the, this is what, this is what it is, this is how you need to do it. These are the, if you're training strength, relative strength, absolute strength, hypertrophy, endurance. And he gave me the rep ranges, the weight, um, how much weight that you need to use on those rep ranges and the rest time between the sets. And he just put it in a nice general way that you could just go, oh, well, you know, because weight training for, for someone who's new, it's quite, you don't know what to do, you know, mm-hmm. but he put it in a real systematic way. And, and that to me is really, is, um, is amazing. So Charles Pollock in the um, meat nut diet. So we did that for quite a while. And then I tried the vegan diet. Like, and like I said to you last week, it was, it was great. And I felt really good on it. And I, maybe I just got my protein intakes wrong. Cause I, I found that I dropped a lot of strength, which is what I need for pumps. I can't, can't afford to not be like that. And then we hit lockdown and it just got too hard to sustain. So now I've sort of gone back to eating how I used to eat normally. Um, so I've tried, yes, yeah, so I tried that. I tried um, meat and nut. I've tried bodybuilding way of eating. And so now we experiment a little bit with intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So just trying fasting you know, on, on a few days, you know, 16 hours without eating, eight hour window, do that a couple of times a week and just, just experiment. And I think I suppose the advice is that, I mean, I'm not, saying that any one way is right or any one way is wrong, is it? you sort of look at diet as, um, for me, it's, all, it's about improving my performance, my energy levels. It's never really, apart when I was bodybuilding, it's never really an aesthetic thing for me. Um, and you just experiment and you find out, hello. Al's back, hello. <gasps> someone's happy, someone's got food. What have you got? Yeah. Speaking of carbohydrates, we've got some garlic bread here. Yeah. But you, you sort of find out what's, what suits your body mm-hmm. and what works for you, and you just do that, and you experiment. And sometimes come, you know, certain cultures have ways of eating, and then if you brought up, like I was brought up in a, on a farm, so we always had lots of dairy, lots of meat, lots of vegetables, and, and that's all, all I've eaten all my life, and that's what my body's used to. So and that's what I eat now, and it works for me. <laughs> what I've got here, she, uh, Ella's saying it, it's time to go, Daddy. So what I've got is I've got listeners' questions here. I've loved chatting um, about you know training. I think you and I could talk about training and Paula Quinn and oh, all forever. that stuff for a long Love time. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> so we'll fly through some questions here. Um, that have come in. Um, I'm trying not to go back on ones that we've already put together. Um, so th- this one comes in from Kate. What does your training schedule look like? 
outside of choreograph and pump and RPM. So I guess that means like how often do you train? That is training, not body pump, not RPM, not sprints. Yeah. Um, I really prioritize my training. It's really important to me. I mean, I have three classes a week. I have a pump, one pump class, one RPM class, one sprint class, and that's my job. It's not, it's not my training. I just use it to test stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have those um, sort of middle of the day, most, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, and then I'll train around that. So, mate, you right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Someone getting, you got hiccups? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do resistance or running or cardio or whatever I'm into. Basically. Yeah, it's just so cute. But I, I try to, um, I try to do strength training at least twice a week mm-hmm. outside of pump and stuff, just to maintain strength and muscle. And then I'll just fit everything else around that. It could be riding. It depends if I'm injured or not. Do riding I, or running or bodyweight training. I assume those strength sessions will be total body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to not not split it up anymore because it's mm-hmm. not my priority now. Yeah. So you know, I might squat once or twice a week, and then I'll deadlift or clean or snatch or mm-hmm. just use those those big movements as as the main part of the workouts, mm-hmm. and then just work backwards. You know, like whatever happens after that happens after that. So I try to train. I like training. I always have, and that's yeah. Uh, next one comes in from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next one from Miriam. Um, suppose there's two questions in this. Do you ever hit a creativity block when you're creating choreography? And what do you do to get through that? Um, I haven't really yet. I, oh, know, that's good. Writer's block and stuff. Uh-huh. I find that sometimes I think, oh, what am I going to do? I'll sit down and it just, it just comes. I don't know where it comes from. And I mean, I, I, I keep things really simple with the choreography anyway. So yeah. I never try to do anything that's too complicated because, you know, it's not how it should work anyway. Yeah. So now I find it easy and I haven't really hit a block yet. And mm-hmm. if I do, then I've got other people I can draw upon to, mm-hmm. to help me out. So. Um, Lee, by his own admission here, Lee James has a really, really long question. And just to kind of summarize it is, how has the exercise industry changed throughout the years from you and kind of what do you see next? Uh, yeah, I think I've already answered that. I think yeah. you know, ten years ago it was hit training. That was that was the ah! that, was, that was the viral thing, wasn't it? Hit training and then yeah. we created grit off the back of the hit wave. Mm-hmm. I think the next things will be bodyweight training, primal movement training, and steady state training. I, I reckon those are the three things. So body weight, primal, and, and sort of steady state. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very cu- not curious about the steady state training. I, you know, I'm interested to see how that looks as a training concept, you know, as a group, because steady state is traditionally what people associate steady state, walking on the treadmill or sitting on the bike, and it's just getting in that steady state. I always describe to people, when you're in steady state, you, we could still have a conversation like this. Once you can't have a conversation like that, you're you're just starting to work into your training zones. Um, so that that's a really interesting one too. Not that steady state's new, like it's always no. been there. So it's it's interesting that we're we're playing with that now. Yeah, and, and like everything, everything sort of cycles, you know. Yeah. But, def- but definitely body weight and primal movements, I think. Body weight. Love it. Yeah. 
There's a few more questions that have come in, and guys, I apologize for not being able to get through them all. We've kind of covered them at the start. Lot, lots of stuff about how you choreograph stuff, where you get music from. Um, there's a couple of specific ones on, um, like, literally, where do you get your music from, and the fact that you've said Spotify. Uh, like, a lot of people would be like, oh, I thought it would be some, like, real, real complex software package. No, no, Spotify. No, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. And then, you know, I get the DJs that work for us now, I mean, I don't know where, where they get their music from. Uh-huh. Like, wow, I've never heard that song before. So that's really helped a lot, uh-huh. to be honest. They probably get it from TikTok, if I'm honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got some standards. <laughs> I have some standard stock questions I ask everyone when they're on the podcast. Um, so the, the first one is, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Um... Yeah, I'd say just, you know, like, like what I said to you guys at the beginning is that um, set a goal and figure out what it takes to get to that goal and then, and then don't give up. No matter what anyone says to you about anything, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve, you don't, you don't, you just ignore what people say to you and you just follow your dream, follow your heart, do what, do what feels right and then eventually you'll succeed if that's what it is you're after. And I'd say the same thing to that, that boy back then because he's the same person as he is now. Um, just those three things, you know. And if I can uh, flip that question, if your 20-year-old self got into a time machine, walked through that door right now, what would he be most proud of the today you for? Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about how, how it's all turned out. And, yeah, I mean... He, he would, he would, that he would know that, you know, that, that uh, he, what I set out to do, I did it. You mm-hmm. know? Anyone can do it. You know, I'm no different. Or any, I'm no more special than anyone else. It's just that you just decide what it is, and then hopefully you're in the right place at the right time, and you don't give up no matter what. Yeah, I think that's very inspiring for people to listen to 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 hear that you know you've and I've heard you say this again. <sighs> Um, before it's that you said out you wanted a choreographer's job mm. you know, that was that was your goal from the you know the 20 year old you and yep. you know you you work towards it um and i think that's very important you know whether whether someone's sitting listening to this and think you know i, I want to take over from glenn yep. it's you can set your goal high and you just you work out high along the way you learn and work out high yeah you know, but if you know if you know why the how and the what comes first you know, and, and you've got to have a, a strong why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of a good book that you guys should read. It's called, I can't remember what it's called, Find Your Why by Simon Sinek. Absolutely. Love the Simon Sinek series. Yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah, find your why, mm-hmm. start with why, then as leaders eat last, and then the last yeah, one he did. There's a few. Yeah, oh, absolutely fantastic. Um, which is kind of the next one is what books would you read recently? Um, and who would you oh, recommend it to? Actually, I've got a whole library of stuff. Yeah. I, I think that one, one, of, one of the most important things you can do is fitness professional or even just for someone who's out to, to achieve something is you should read every day. Five, 10, 15, 20 minutes every day of, of a book that inspires you or, or makes you think about things in a different way. And, I, and I've been doing that for years and years now. So mm-hmm. you know, I, got, oh, I won't bore you with all the books I've read, but there's heaps of them, you know, and, and you, you create that reading habit. Like here's one here. It's called, if you can see that, The Power of Habit. I've read, uh, this, 
who's who's that by? Yes. Charles Jesus. Yeah, that's that's on my shelf behind us. Though yeah. the reason I didn't recognize it is because your book seems to be yellow and mine is white. <laughs> that's a really good one. Um, yeah. You think by this guy here, Malcolm Gladwell. He's mm -hmm. awesome. So he wrote Blink. He wrote um, um, Outliers. This is Outliers, and his stuff's really interesting. Like yeah. it's not self development, but it's just he just describes the world in, in a way. <laughs> Yeah. What's that thing? What have you got? Yeah. Mm. Now, Gladwell, um, it's heaps. I mean, I could talk for hours on, on books. <laughs> I think that's really important. Um, Tony Robbins, good old Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. You can get through Awaken the Giant Within, then, then, then that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good effort. And that's a thick book, and it's written about 30 years ago, so it's written in an old style of writing. Uh -huh. So if you can get through that book, then you're bound to achieve something. <laughs> I'll be honest, I have the audiobook of that and I've yeah. attempted to listen to it twice. It's I, I do think that's one of those ones that's better as a book rather than an audiobook. I'm going. Yeah, you can take notes, yeah. But he's, he's pretty awesome. And he, he was a he was a groundbreaker in his day with um, you know, that type of self-development. You know. So I do I read all those sorts of things, heaps and heaps of heaps. So anyone listen here that wants to learn more about strength training, what you, you spoke about earlier, the um, congregate theory that is Con conjugate. So um, Louis Simmons, yes, yeah, conjugate, and it's, it's just, and it's powerlifting. So it's you know the, the ranges are different. You know it's not mm -hmm. like full squats and stuff. And but it's, his methods with bands and boxes and yeah. chains, you just get super super strongest than you. Oh, it's the strongest I ever was in my whole life. Uh -huh. by following the system. So, so a lot. Unbeknown, a lot of my clients do a lot of those methods because a lot of my clients would do a lot of group fitness classes. So powerlifting and absolute strength training complements that quite well, um, and and it keeps things like they're not going to ten out of ten on their lifting scale. They're going to like six, seven, eight, nine out of ten. Um, so yeah. it keeps you can keep things safe but still get the same type of benefits. Um, the the last one I've got, uh, last two rather, is what are you obsessed with right now? For me, Lindsay and I are obsessed with Lucifer on Netflix. Don't know if you've oh, watched Lucifer. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so so good. Like we are totally, like really really unhealthily obsessed with it. So I'm wondering, yeah. is do you have any weird unhealthy obsessions? Um, I started watching a Netflix show the other night. It's called um, Cobra Kai. Yes, the, it's, it's it's karate. It's linked to the karate yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a spin-off of the karate kid. When uh -huh. I was a kid, the karate kid was like awesome, you know, uh -huh. Daniel Sun and Mr. Miyagi, and and so there's I just found this random show, and it's those got it's those same actors who played um, Daniel Sun, um, Daniel Sun, and, and the other bad kid that he that he that he you know, did his crane kid. Um, Thirty-five years later. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, it's it's not the best acting and the best storyline, but it's kind of fun because it, it always shoots back to um to the, the Karate Kid and Mr Miyagi and all that mm -hmm. and that stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't know if I was obsessed by it, but I'm enjoying it. It's just yeah. you know, it's a real you know, nice switch off. Hundred <laughs> mm, percent. My my house is starting to wake up here. Uh, the dog's up, yeah. Lindsay's up. Uh, I've heard Emily as well. Um, so li listen, tell us. Uh, we'll round things off. You know what's what's next for you today? Is it is it dinner time? Yeah, I'll go upstairs now and have dinner with the kids and 
do the bath and the bed and the books and put them, you know, they'll be, they'll be going to bed in about an hour to an hour and a half from now. So, yeah, so, and that'll finish the day. Um, you know, the family, looking after the family and, do, and doing that. So, yeah, nice. Nice. It's, a, it's a, big, a big day. Yeah, yeah, long day for you. I really, really appreciate you hanging on and in your office for the, you know, the last hour and spending it with us. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you so much for coming on to the, the podcast um, and sharing so much, mate. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to, I like doing these things to, you know, to share ideas. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I have a really curious mind and I always like to share ideas and things that I've discovered along the way and books that I've read and methods of training and stuff. That's my passion, you know, um, and also to, to show that you know anyone can you, know, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve as, as long as you have a strong enough why. So it's my pleasure, and I hope it comes out okay at the other end when you edit it all up. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, will, Matt. Thank you. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Massive shout out to me for being able to get Glenn Osterod on a podcast. Um, <laughs> whole lot of fun doing that with Glenn. Hopefully, you got a lot of value in that. Um, there's some really, really good strength topics we we spoke about there, and honestly, that could have gone on for a little while longer. Um, right, so new features of the podcast. Um, we're doing TripAdvisor gym reviews. So I've got three gyms which I'm going to do. One of which you'll definitely know of. Um, I say you'll definitely know of. Like I know exactly what gyms every single listener of the podcast has been to. Um, and then I've got a couple of gyms which I have never heard of. Um, so we're going to do those gyms. Right, so the first one is a David Lloyd's Club in Edinburgh. Now, I'm not 100% sure which one it is. I think because there's like there's two, maybe three in Edinburgh. Um, if I scroll down, it, apparently it's it's the new the New Haven Club. Um, so I'm going to do like two or three um, of the reviews which have come in. Here we go. Lizzie. March 2020. I've been a member before and have been really impressed with the gym facilities, swimming pool, jacuzzi and spin classes. The system to book classes was always quick and simple and Aquafit was definitely one of the best classes. Aquafit, one of the best classes. Okay, Lizzie, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Now that I am no longer a member, what? But return here for work purposes and the cafe area really needs some attention. First of all, I know from experience, they don't refer to it as a cafe, it's a club room, but that's besides the point. Uh, there's clearly a lack of staff to serve members and causes long queues and a lack of clearing up, resulting in regular images below. Oh, Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. Lizzie has taken pictures of stuff on tables and put it on TripAdvisor. Wow. Uh, one cafe member I always find to be working super hard, hard and seems to be left to run the show is Tom. First of all, w- what you've done is you've stitched them up because you've taken pictures of empty stuff on tables, which happens in any cafe, club room, room, bar, restaurant, and then you've dug yourself a hole and then you thought, you know what, Tom's always good. Tom, Tom probably gives you just like the little wink and the smile or maybe gives you an extra shot in your coffee and doesn't tell anyone about it, doesn't charge you for it and you've just tried to give him a shout out. Meanwhile, before that, you've you've basically hung him out to dry by saying he doesn't clean the tables. Um, so, Lizzie, I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure what your goal is with that review. 
um, but I'm sure Tom is very, very appreciative. Um, let me have a look. Always, you never look at the front page, you always go to like the fifth page. Um, oh, title from Billy H. Billy H, June 2018, Waste of Money and Terrible Staff. When joining, I was promised numerous add-ons and incentives to join on top of my Platinum membership at no extra cost, which included benefits like a free locker for six months. What a carry-on trying to get these extras once signed up because of incompetent staff. Right, you've named one first and foremost. Um, and it, right, all the lockers are free, mate. I mean, what do you want? You want to leave stuff in your locker for, you know, the month? I mean, you can't do that, but the likelihood is you only use the gym three or four times uh, a week. Uh, warm welcome from all reception staff, always, however, from there, it's a downhill. Shout out to the reception staff. Um, kitchen, staff, absolutely awful. Nobody seems to know what they're doing. Listen, like, you probably haven't been in the kitchen. Um, no mention for Tom here. Um... <laughs> so anyone who starts a sentence with the word am, as in am, automatically brings certain assumptions. I'm now buying morning coffee from Asda. Don't have to wait 15 minutes for a coffee machine to heat up or wait in staff who are arriving late. Cons you spend constantly on. Um, Japanese spa, which is part of the Platinum Membership Locker Room, is something from a third world country and is falling apart rapidly. I think, I think, I, th I think you have possibly exaggerated there a little bit Billy because third world countries and spas are probably very very nice because if you're in a third world country and you can actually have a spa it's probably going to be a really really nice hotel um so I, I think you've got your analogy completely wrong uh ceilings leaking with water from above ceiling tiles over showers yeah I've seen that before in gyms. That's not good. Uh no soap available bring your own soap and rubbish towels Rubbish stroke tiles, okay, and underwear lying about everywhere. Um, mate, that's this is where people get changed. You'd expect to see tiles and underwear, like if there's rubbish, pick it up, you know, be part of the solution. You're not part of the problem, you're part of the solution. You're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. You're in a bad sentence. I'm sure I got that right. One well, probably edit that out, maybe not. Uh, the spa pool itself has been out of order for over a week, and nobody from the club can provide information on why and when it's reopening. Or even look remotely interested when asked. Here's the thing, Billy H. The spa pool itself has been out of order. If you look around the staff in that building, not one of them are spa or pool specialists. That sort of fixing requires an expert to come in. So what will have happened? There'll be one, possibly two people in managerial positions in that club has booked for the engineer. Let's just call him or her an engineer to come in and fix it. And the staff probably don't know the answer to that, as in A, what's wrong with it, and B, when the engineer is coming in. So that, that's your answer there. Um, as you can imagine, won't be renewing my yearly membership come March 2019. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. He's finished up with good luck. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> good luck. All <laughs> oh, right, so we're going to move on. We are going to Fenton Manor Sports Complex, which is Stoke-on-Trent. It has four and a half stars out of 73 reviews, and it's voted number 44 of the 102 things to do in Stoke-on-Trent. Right. Let, let's read a very good review before we get into the good ones. <laughs> this one is from Tiggs in September 2019. Title, Big Building. Mate, you've got me hooked. It's a big building. 
generally clean building. Seems like they quite a few different sports halls and a swimming pool. Right. Oh no. My grammar and English is definitely not the best when I'm talking. Never mind when I'm typing. But you can't just miss words in the middle of a sentence. So let's read this again. Seems like they quite a few different sports halls and a swimming pool. I don't even know what that sentence means. Uh, they also have a cafe which serves food, which was reasonable. Well, that's what a cafe does. It serves reasonable food. Like, what are you expecting? Five star. Uh, they don't seem to have cubicle showers for other sports apart from swimming. Though the staff let us use swimming ones anyway. Okay. Uh, the You've spelled this wrong, mate. Uh, the car park is very big, but you have to pay for parking. That is a gripe of mine. Anytime paying for parking, especially at like a place of leisure, you know, a gym or you know, a cinema or a pub when you have to pay for parking. Not that you would drive to the pub, but well, some people do drive to the pub and not drink, so I'm not having to go with them. Um, so that was September 19. Um, there's loads of bad reviews here about car parking. Um, let, let's go to the good ones. Let's go to the good ones. Um, reviews terrible. Right, there's nine reviews for terrible. Titled dirty. I don't normally give bad reviews, but this place needs to be overhauled immediately. Jessimo wrote review December 2019. We decided to take a swim on Sunday, and as soon as we went through the change rooms, I could see there were issues, and it just got worse. From the toilets and the actual swimming pool is minging and needs a good clean. Too many hands in there for my leg and Um, The pool hasn't been updated since I last went in when I was 11, and that's over 25 years ago. Really? It hasn't been updated since... I mean, how do you update a pool? You know, it's, it's a big hole in the ground with water in it. I mean, what do you want updated? Uh, it's such a shame because it's a massive complex lots of shutouts for the size of this building um, I'm guessing it's to do with funding from the council where the issue lies Jessimo, I mean you, you've you've done a one out of five star review here you haven't actually been that detrimental to it. you've complained about the pool you know not being updated I'm not sure what you mean by updated and maybe like a few more specifics when you come to that uh, my feedback to you is please use capitals when you put I in the middle of a sentence so I could see there were there was issues or it should be I could see there were issues and the I also needs to be a capital so I, I do have some problems with you there um, Robin has written a review there's just it's just too big. It's the biggest review I've ever seen on TripAdvisor. Um, Robin, October 2019, a dirty corporate dump. Um, there are no other words to describe this place other than a filthy dump. Okay. The sauna seems relatively new and the spa area appears relatively well maintained. Well, it's a bit of a contradiction. Even the stairs on the staircase leading up the gym floor has black tape on them, obviously holding edging trims together. It's probably not I did. As for the showers and changing rooms, where do I start? They stink. <laughs> the lockers are old and dirty, and the majority of the locks in them can't be opened easily once you've locked your stuff in them. But the majority of the locks on them can't be opened easily once you've locked your stuff in them. Well, that's the purpose of a lock. You want to make it difficult for somebody to open if it's locked, or else it would just be a cupboard. That's what's called a locker. You lock it. Uh, the guy that cleans the tuning rooms is nice and friendly, and I think he cleans the place to the best of his ability. Oh, here we go. 
But although a cleanliness audit from management wouldn't go amiss to keep standards as they should be for a corporate image. Stop missing words out of sentences. I don't think the main swimming pool has been cleaned in years and I don't think any amount of chlorine in the pool will remove the thick ring of scum around the edge of the whole pool. Are you talking about actual like people in the pool? Or are you talking about actual dirt when you're talking about thick ring of scum? Because I can think of a few people I'm uh, Needless to say, I can't wait until my six months are up so I can terminate my membership and go somewhere else. See, if it was that bad, you would not be waiting for those six months. You would just go somewhere else and pay whatever you're paying. So um, I think you are, is it trip, travel solo? Not surprised. Right, I am going to, so I've got a third one. No, I don't have a third one. It has, the page hasn't opened. Has it? No, my page hasn't opened. So, yeah, we'll just do two this week. Um, right, what are we moving on to now? We're moving on to listeners' questions. Um, put these out last week. Um, so, to give you some context, I'm recording this on Monday the 7th, and you're probably going to listen to this on Monday the 7th, or at least this is when it's going to go live. Normally, I'll do it on the Friday, and then it goes live on the Monday. But I had to get my car fixed at Arnold Clark. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, anyone listening, there's been a... Um, some sort of global pandemic and it's changed a lot of things. Now, I was totally okay with all the change until it started to affect me. And one of the things that has deeply affected me is when I left my car in for service at Arnold Clark, shout out to Arnold Clark, absolutely fantastic. Um, they have limited amount of courtesy cars, so I couldn't get a courtesy car. So what I did was I cycled into Glasgow, did some training, had some food, cycled back, then I got my car. Long way of me saying I didn't edit a podcast, so I'm doing it on Monday. Anyway, right, here are the listeners' questions. This one's from Chris. How, how is your ankle? Uh, ankle is fine. still swollen. It's a bit stiff. I'm going to test it this week. Um, so I've had ankle problems... Yeah, my whole life, I haven't, haven't really had ankle problems. I've torn my ankle ligaments once, and I've had two pretty bad sprains on it. And I went over on my ankle last week when I was running, and this week I'll test it again. Um, thank you for asking. It's fine. I'm fine. You know, please, please, there's, you know, I don't need to just give them page. I, I like, I don't need any sympathy. Um, I'm just going to test it running. I was meant to test it running this morning, but the weather was crap. And I thought, I don't need to go out for a 1k run in the rain. Literally 1k, which would be 78 minutes. So I decided not to. Um, Michael, where would be good to visit in Scotland? First time visit. Um, um, I think the obvious place, depends on the time of year, first and foremost, and depends if there's a global pandemic. Let's say there's not a global pandemic. You definitely want to do the Edinburgh Christmas market and you want to do the Edinburgh Fringe definitely want to do those if you're into football you'll also want to do i say this because i know this guy michael he's into football you'll also want to do glasgow you'll want to do uh parkhead and you want to do ibox after that i would say travel north do the highlands do benco benco blanco ben nevis uh, at least drive through i'm not saying you have to climb up them fantastic scenery when you do that go all the way up north um, Inverness, beautiful city, and then if you do the coastal route round, go through Aberdeen, um, another part, really, really nice part of the country. A lot of people would say do the borders. I wouldn't be against that. I just haven't done them myself to recommend them. 
Um, and then, oh, I, I know, kind of started with Edinburgh. Everybody seems to do Arthur's Seat again. Never done it. I've seen people do good pictures. My cousin got engaged there. So, and they've been married for five years now. Um, so, probably, I, I like, I, I could, of all the seats to get engaged, I'd say Arthur's Seat is the best. Um, how do you feel about the new CX Works format? Um, it's 45 minutes, haven't done it, seems a long time to be doing on your core. Um, I'll do it at some point and report back. I'll just stick to the 30 minute format. Thank you very much. Uh, thoughts on people who refuse to wear, uh, uh, how do you feel about CX Works from John? Thoughts on people who refuse to wear masks from Emma? Um, I don't care. I really don't care. You've got like this shaming mentality whether it's shaming people for you know being fat shaming shaming people for being a vegan shaming people for how they're wearing a mask or their thoughts on social distancing coronavirus masks um whether they're going to protest how do i feel about people who refer to masks i don't care i really don't care just you know just if if the person who refuses to wear a mask was genuine about the reasons they wouldn't post it all over social media i think they're attention seeking because they're posting it all over social media but i refuse to wear a mask because i don't believe in it and it's all mind control and all that just just just, just would you shut up and just get on with your day no nobody cares that you are or aren't wearing a mask all i care about is if i'm out you're just not getting in my way protesting about it um so yeah i guess that's my thoughts so i guess i do care uh from how often is it safe to train the same body part when also teaching classes? Hold on. How often is it safe to train the same part of the body when also teaching classes? Gotcha. Um, so many variables. I think I said this before that it's coming from Beth. So many variables in a question like this. So first and foremost, how many classes are you teaching? And then when you're training your parts of the body or body part training, like what your split is, are you doing bodybuilding and what your volume is? Are you doing bodybuilding style training? Are you doing conditioning? Are you doing strength, powerlifting, CrossFit? Um, there's so many variables. If you're doing general kind of gym training, like three, four sets of 10 per body part, say an upper lower split or a push pull split, like twos probably, I'm assuming you're doing about 10 classes a week. Twice a week is probably fine. Three times a week, you might just be pushing um, your own fitness and volume. Uh, more than four, you might just not be giving your body time to recover. Bear in mind, you're teaching group fitness classes as well. Um, once, twice a week, I would say it's safe and you'll get a growth of benefit from it. Twice is probably ideal. Maybe press up to three over time. Maybe do some weeks where you do it three times, some weeks we do it twice. Um, and I would recommend, I say this for all group fitness instructors, I would recommend you either have a push-pull leg split. So, for example, Monday you do push, Wednesday you do pull, Friday you do legs. So you do bench press on Monday, lap pull on a Wednesday, squats on a Friday. Or you would do an upper-lower split. So Monday would be upper body, Wednesday would be lower body, Friday would be upper body. And you would just stick to those. And then within those sessions, that's where you find some variety. So you can take both of those examples, 
you know, for the first three weeks, maybe you do three by eights. The second three weeks, maybe you do four by sixes. The next few weeks, maybe you do five by fives. And then you might do some three, two, ones like way of training. Then take a week off and do it again. Just keep it really, really simple. And within those weight sessions, you want to work to like eight out of 10, your intensity scale. You don't want to be going to absolute failure because you've got those classes to teach from. And eight out of 10 is kind of good because you're pushing yourself or you're not going to fatigue too much after. And you're still going to get a strength gain from that. It keeps everything safe as well. Is that all the listeners' questions? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Five listeners' questions. Happy days. Right, um, I'm going to go. Podcast, sponsor, putting for sport, body core training, and my PT business course. Um, catch you soon. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.